0: Good morning, New Eden. Today is November 5th, 2023, and this is the Federation Frontline Report. My name is Frozen Fallout. I will be your host today. Um, and we've got a very special interview with Dreckless. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. How space been treating you?
1: Well, um, not too much, uh, since it's been a little while since I've been roaming uh new Eden itself but before that pretty pretty well um I can't oh, complain when was the last time that you played the last time I logged in um oh my god uh that's pre covid i think oh wow okay so you didn't yeah. you didn't
0: get the temptation during covid huh
1: I had too much work, too much much work. Wow. Well, not everybody, (laughs) yeah, not everybody, um, had that, um, luxury. Yeah. The the luxury
0: of, of work, you know, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, what
1: interesting
0: times that we live in today. (laughs) Yeah. That, that they are, that they are. Um so tell me what was uh the thing that got you into Eve and what was uh what timeline was that with, uh, where on the, oh. the great sacred timeline do we fall here
1: The the very first time I installed Eve Online was back in 2003 Okay that so That was the beta, during beta, or, beta. Okay so uh, that was beta time Nice um it, that was the I think it was an, an open beta stage, something like that. And I remember um sitting at home at my parents' because I didn't have my own PC. Um sitting at home at my parents' PC and then booting up the game for the very first time. Um going through this very lengthy character uh creation process, and then you've got a 2D 2D print, like like this little you know, ID card picture. I'm like, okay, that was a waste of time, but whatever. <laughs> uh, you, as as it has been since uh, until I don't know what the new player experience is nowadays, but you get this uh, noob ship. You've you get yourself a little uh, um, civilian miner module and uh, civilian gun, and it's like, yeah, there you go. Have fun. Yeah, they so. really just,
0: in the beginning, because I was actually part of the, the beta as well, um, I don't know how much of a footprint that you left in the beta, but mine was one of the Very most, small. Very, yeah, mine was very tiny. Um, I popped in, you know, like you said, they just give you the noob ship, they kick you out, and they're like, go, do yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. and it was, I mean, you didn't have, like, the career, like, there are career... Uh, agents, agents now and stuff like Nothing. that. That mm-hmm. they didn't. They didn't have a tutorial. They just. They just oh. popped you in, and you were like, "You are in outer space. You can go to a. St-, you know, like it, 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 like didn't even tell you, you go to a station. It just was like kind of implied that you can go to stations in stargates and stargates and jump through them and, and go around and do stuff. Yep. I mean, uh, yep. they did have missions. I think still that was, um, nope. I I don't even think I got to the point of even finding like a mission I think I went and like mined a rock and tried to shoot some uh like NPC frigate that I couldn't kill or something like that in the beginning
1: well you got further than I got like my first idea was like okay let's go and mine so I can make money because that was my focus Uh, right yeah money so I can buy the big ship like the big ship yeah the the battle everybody thinks yeah (laughs) everybody thinks like the bigger the ship
0: Oh yeah, the better, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. When I was running it's, it's... level 3 missions and I could get in my dummy, I couldn't even use medium guns, but I could fly a dummy and I just put small guns on it. It was like, this has got more HP.
1: <laughs> and that's better. That's better. So, yeah, that's, that's like how you get into the game. So, I'm there, warping off to some asteroid belt um not really knowing what i have to do but i succeed in in like going to the asteroid belt finding an asteroid locking onto it uh and shoot some mining lasers at it and it took it took about a minute a minute and a half and i got ganked for the first time wow i I was sitting i was sitting at my desk i was like Okay, fuck this shit. This this is not for me. That was that was my introduction to Eve Online. That was the very very first time. So uh, yeah, that didn't play out well. Um, so I uninstalled uh, <laughs> and went went on with my life for a couple of years. Uh, when in and uh, then I actually then in real life moved to another country for work. Um, and put in a lot of hours over there, so I I didn't really have time to do some online gaming and and things like that. Um, Besides some, well, chill anarchy online that I used to play as well. Uh, Then came back a second time, and that was about 2007-ish, I think. Um, I actually went through the tribe period that was the time that you still had to well it's it's been longer than that but you still had to train your um intelligence Lear, your learning I think the learning skills yep like they were so dumb um yeah that was and, uh,
0: probably one of the worst implementations of an idea of like oh let's create an, a skill that makes it better for you to learn so it's like the first thing that you came into the game was like Spend the next three months learning learning these five skills and then that will uh, make it so that you can learn everything else faster. I remember training them to like three or four and actually not doing all of them all the way at the uh, beginning. And it took me like about like six months probably into the game. Um, And this was when I started in 2006. So when I started with Frozen, which is Frozen's birthday is like really soon here and coming up yeah so, it's uh congratulations yeah thank you um so it'll be so 17 years yeah it would be 17 years 17 almost years. an adult
1: so, yeah i mean in belgium in belgium it's already legal to drink so wow. you're in the united states so you're yeah united states effed, so, so it'll you have be, to it'll wait another
0: four years four four years man what the hell <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah, and uh, yeah, the the learning skill thing was really just a stupid impl- yeah. implementation. But uh, luckily, they got rid of that, uh, and I'm,
1: I I got a bunch of skill points back from that one. Me too. Eventually.
0: Me too. I liked that. That was, uh, you know, there's been a lot of really good, crazy changes. In I mean, Eve is is evolved oh. so much in the last 20 years. Like it's they
1: they, they had to. Like, um, if, if you look at EVE way back when, like, um, the thing that I, I love about EVE, uh, because even though I don't actively play it right now, I still follow it uh, from a distance, and I still love it, like, wholeheartedly. Um, and the thing is that the community has been pushing CCP games from day one to, to further the product, and we've been so demanding of them, and the good thing is that most of the times they actually delivered. Like, there there are some spats left and oh, right, yeah. but like every good
0: marriage has them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, This is uh, you know, I mean, commonly known as like the the, the mistress of uh, many wives out there, where they're like, you've got like, uh, you know, oh, uh, and many and many 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 husbands. Well, I should say, um, and just have, you know, well, uh, it, it's beautiful, uh, kind of like sucks you in. Like you said that, you know, like you don't play right now, but you still are like, I'm guessing you're reading Reddit. Maybe you have like a news site that you go to, um,
1: I, I, I'll follow up on, on Reddit, but I still have, uh, a lot of contact with people that actually play the game. And okay, we yeah. just, <laughs> we, we just chat like on Discord or whatever. So I reach out to some some buddies and I try to um go to gatherings like if there's something near me then that's um that's usually where you can find me. Wow, and that's uh, that's where I met you was
0: at was at FanFest. So
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so, I always uh,
0: found it interesting how many people at FanFest were like I haven't played in 3 to 4 years. Um like yeah. I feel like this is one of the only games that um i've ever experienced the only game that probably comes close to this game was ultima online i don't know if you were familiar with that game
1: i am Um, i am familiar with it
0: um so i played that but um leading up to the days of its shutdown um i got in really late into it so i didn't get to see the one world pvp that they had created that is much closer to what eve is um i played Mm -hmm. in the where you could split world but the only place i could find a, a, a where I could throw it on a house was in PVP land. So I got to learn about PVP land and stuff like that. Uh, and, there you go. Um, you know, I had, I, I had a lot of fun. But even that that game, though, kind of had a, a weird history of, like, some crazy events that kind of happened. Some player made wars and stuff like that. But it was much earlier at the, the advent of, of mass yeah. internet accessibility and MMORPGs. That it exactly. didn't have like the news and stuff like that. Like Eve has news, like player made player t- yeah. talking about the player actions that are happening inside of the game. I can't think of any other game out there that has news outlets. Like I'm a news outlet that I I'm, well, my podcast is a news outlet for this game.
1: Um, to be to be to be fair, there was a game. And I have to say was because it's not operating anymore. An MMO uh game that actually had news as well. Predating Eve Online. Oh really? Which one was that? Is that That was That was Neocron.
0: Neocron! I know exactly what you're talking about. I know I you played know? that the first or it's a a first really? person uh Did you uh um uh, First place, cyberpunk. cyberpunk shooter. Yep. that um, MMORPG. Yes, I've, that was because that's when um, we were really into back in... That was like 2002 or something like that, right? Yep. Um, exactly. That was when we were really into going around and finding the thing. That's how we kind of found out about, out, about
1: EVE. Which, uh, which faction were you with?
0: Oh, man. if you could name them off I could maybe remember you've
1: got um, Tangent you've got um, the uh, Fallen Angels Evade they were like center map you've had uh, the Mercs uh, sitting on the left top of the map Um, then you've got oh my god Oh this is so long ago. Cuz this is literally Angel 20 sounds years about right.
0: But yeah, exactly. It's uh, I mean, I do remember that game because I remember me and my buddies getting into it. We we uh, tried which, to save which, up to get a uh, our own Which our server own did house. you play? I have no idea which server to be to be honest uh,
1: There I, were, there were planet names.
0: Oh, uh I yeah, I'm not sure it, it, it's that's I, I just I have a very strong memory of us because we were always looking for the new like MMO that's coming out because Ultima yeah. Online mm-hmm. was dying at that point. Yeah. And it was. Um, and so it was, you know, it was like, okay, we gotta find a new MMORPG that that's out there because that's yeah. my friends were all playing this Ultima Online, so I started playing on that and man, that brings back so many so many memories, yeah. man.
1: Wow. Do do you, do you re, uh, remember the Neo magazine, Nima? No, I don't think so. They they had PDF magazines that ran monthly. With news from the city, okay, all that stuff. Interesting. I was actually. So I was, was this during
0: there. the time that it actually, because they went live, I only played in the beta, I never played in the actual uh, live, live game, we played a well, shit during... ton inside of the beta though, it was a lot so, of fun. you could get motorcycles and stuff like that, right, I, yeah. and yeah, exactly. and stuff, that was, I re, like, that game was so far ahead of its time, so far ahead of its time.
1: Like, were you very active on the forums? no that's um, way back that's, when with the forums that's
0: that would have been just before i started doing forum stuff um oh, and yeah you missed
1: out yeah I did. so <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> so my nickname here on discord is actually my forum name uh within neocron Slippy. and I, yeah sleepy and i actually was the editor-in-chief of set magazine and when I told you I was uh, working abroad after trying the, the Evil Line beta, I actually went and worked for Reactor Media. I actually worked on, on Neocron and its uh, subsequent Neocron 2 game. Yes, uh, I remember
0: hearing about Neocron 2 when it, uh, when it came out.
1: Yeah, which was basically the same engine, but some revamped engine. Let's call it that way. And some uh new DirectX version uh, supports that we build in. So um yeah, that's that's what I actually did. Wow, uh-huh. that's awesome. Colliding of worlds, man. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, that's why that's why I was so interested with, with you saying, oh Neocron, I know about it, because a lot of people just don't. Like there's there's evil line players now that weren't even born when that game was out. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh... So it's 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 so interesting when uh people are like yeah 2004 and i'm like oh yeah like five years ago right wait a minute Uh,
1: a bit longer now a bit
0: longer now um
1: yeah so that's an amazing tangent but we were at at the second time so then i the second time i i went into evil line i held out for the what was it 14 day trial
0: and then yep
1: they had i believe that that and then stopped playing Yeah, uh, I just, no, it, it didn't, it didn't catch me. Um, but speaking of my, my Neocron days, there, there's this group and, and they still exist as a group, uh, um, we're still on Discord together. Um, they were called the shattered star exiles. Um, and, um, they were a group from within Neocron that I knew, and they also had some people playing evil line and eventually in 2010 in january like during the the christmas holidays basically i made the decision to to like yeah i'm i'm going to start again i'm going to start again I'll, I'll fly with you guys and uh, so early january i created my tune and uh yeah been hooked like i i played massive amounts of time um ever since the first, that like- beginning
0: what was some of the first activities that you kind of really got into that besides like the, the you know the oh, standard first... mining and mission running what was the thing that got you really passionate about the game for Well
1: the the thing is like in the beginning it was pretty boring because the new tune you had to do the learning skills still like mm-hmm. early 2010 10 they, they they were still existing i think they removed them in 2012 ish sounds about right if yeah. memory serves me correctly it's it's around that time and so i was still doing that I had one of my buddies that I knew from that group said, "Yeah, here's 100 mil." Just he was my sugar daddy basically. He's like, (laughs) "Here, here's some, here's some cash. Just go buy some shit and and fly and explode and go have some fun." But I was very risk averse, just floating around in in like um, a high sec space, just really exploring and. Finding my footing around the world, like, knowing how to navigate between the s- several systems and not get lost within them, because, as I remember, even that was daunting for me at that time. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, how do I get from A to B? You've got this little uh, route thingy that helps you to just go from A to B-ish, but it doesn't care whether people died on the route and stuff like that. or at least it, it didn't back then. No, yeah. It, so, now uh, it,
0: it kind of is a little bit better about that stuff. You can yeah. do some avoiding of, of certain things, but the uh, back in the day, like it now, I'm uh, I'm not 100 percent sure about this, but I feel like you might not have even got a warning about going into low sec. Um, but uh, maybe maybe I'm thinking of farther back, or I know oh, there pretty, was one when you entered null. No. No
1: definitely first time. You
0: definitely entered null. I know that low uh, might have been one that uh, I know there is a warning for that but it feels like there's possibilities of like just going to low sec, like was not you didn't think about it, like oh this, would, no, this I didn't. is going to be super dangerous like
1: so like, why would I anybody did. shoot
0: me you know like yeah I, I'm not. a nobody
1: nobody yeah. cares who I am you know <laughs> that's exactly the, the the idea that I had and with the money that i got from my from my from my buddy i actually um I, I bought a plus five imps a whole set because i was doing my learning skills i wanted to have them done as fast as possible so yeah that's uh that's a uh, 100 mil spent very quickly and those imps got well i got potted so they were gone i was like <laughs> Oh man, the devastating loss in this game, man. Like... Oh man, yeah, I was, I was so ashamed. I thought about, oh man, I lost everything. It's like, ah, oh, don't care. Here's another hundred mil. Go have fun. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? So, so, I, I, couldn't grasp that. I was like, how come you're so damn rich? Like, yeah, we're living in wormhole space. There's plenty of money. We can, we can basically print our money over here. Um, so they were set up pretty well in Wormhole Space, but I never actually got into Wormhole Space at that time because they decided to join uh, the Space Monkeys Alliance.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm um, familiar with Space Monkeys. I'm Actually, uh, my co-host that uh, is not here right now, uh, but Samson used to be, I believe, in Space Monkeys Alliance. Also, uh, shout out to my other co-host, Nightflyer, who... Uh, has subscribed for sixteen months in a row. You rock, man! Thank you, all the
1: love. Um, That's cool. So, um, yeah, those days were. Um, those are. Those were the good days. Like in in the beginning, like Space Monkeys were just a shit tier alliance, <laughs> which was, which was great. Like we had our little pocket um, in um, How's it called in in Fate, I believe it was. So, um, yeah, we were happy, um, and we were, uh, I think at first we were aligned with NC Dot, um, and then they they left us to die, and Space Monkeys Alliance joined the Goon Blob. Yeah, the Clusterfuck Coalition. Yeah, the CFC, CFC.
0: Yeah. I I remember the CFC very well.
1: Um. And by that time, um, I started my second tune already. Like w- within a year, I started up a second tune. Um, later on, I reactivated my uh, my tune from 2007ish um, that I did to try with and i used him as a high sec mission runner okay yep so i could make some money and then i did my alliance stuff with my two other toons which was uh, mining for the alliance going fleets just try to get something that fitted me and uh so did you prefer
0: making money at that time in in high sec over 0.0
1: um yes um, I, I, like, the mission running thing, was actually a very good gig at the time. You could make good money of it, uh, especially with the uh, level four agents.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I stopped doing it, uh, mm-hmm.
0: once. So was this this was this before the anomaly change? Um, because I know so when I first started in two thousand and six um mm-hmm. and when i really got started would be 2006 um and I made frozen fallout you know i did the mission running up to like we were doing level fours but they were pretty rough to do um so we were messing around with even like uh setting up in low sec and stuff like that but w- when i went out to 0.0 it was belt ratty. that was the way to make money um and it yeah. was a lot easier to do than level four missions. Like level four missions, like most of them are pretty fucking easy. And now I think with the, the micro jump drive, uh, where you can just jump out hundred kilometers away from an enemy, makes them really really simple. Um, but the, so this would be before jump drives. This uh, there's yeah. the, the micro yeah, jump yeah that drive. was before. Yeah, 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 that and was before this was the Microchunk drive. Before was, but was this at the point where you were doing? You could go to all the anomalies that just kept on respawning. I'm trying to remember if 2012 was uh, would have been right around that time when I feel like they started coming out with the 0.0 upgrades that you could do, and you could get actual uh, a huge amount of money from doing the anomalies was it I guess my, my question comes down to was it more around the idea of that it wasn't that you couldn't make money out in 0.0 it just was more relaxed yeah. to do yeah um, exactly money making in like, high sec
1: I could do money making in high sec while being on a fleet in in null
0: but you could uh if you did that in 0.0 you would have to then divide your tension for real because NPCs, yeah because you can kind of yeah. ignore or you know you can it's local. High sec you know it's whatever yeah. um but if you if you're not staring at local if you're uh running in 0.0, mm-hmm. 0 then you're exactly. going to get ganked so
1: <laughs> yeah in in the end i i got <laughs> i got she baited and i took it so i lost uh i was using a a, a hamgu like a, a okay. tangu with hams Yep. Um, I was running the agent missions and then I was contracting the bookmarks so some some other group was doing the cleanup which okay, should yep. be fine So and then I just got a payout of yeah this is what we made of your loot so that's your cut and the rest is for them I was like yeah sh- sure so I just went for the direct money and then I had a cut of whatever loot was left there um, they could have it. I I didn't really care about the loot. I just wanted to recycle that stuff as soon as possible. Yeah, a
0: lot of the times my, my loot would just go unpicked because it was faster to just run through the mission yeah. and just kill more and get bounties than it was to spend time cleaning it up. Where um, yeah. I find that an interesting like thing that there is a profession in EVE called the, the salvager. The guy yeah. who just goes around and just sucks up and, all the racks and all the loots they'll do it the 0.0 has it mission running and, has it. and
1: it was a whole corp it was a whole corp, and they worked fast as well so where, wherever my my mission was those guys were around to just scoop it up it, it never took long so i was i was so amazed by that i was like people are having fun this way like yeah, going around and, and uh, built yeah. around it yeah and and i thought that was amazing um so yeah with uh with the space monkeys we've we've been on a couple of wars with uh with the goons because they were pretty uh hungry for territory let's just put it that way oh
0: yeah i was uh i actually am listening to empires of eve 2 right now um i don't know if you're familiar with uh empires of eve the the history
1: books that have been created i haven't read them um I, th- I think I bought the audiobook, but I haven't listened through it completely yet. Um, so. so they just oh, released
0: the this, this second um, audiobook for it. I've been, like, super anticipating, you know, like, just waiting for this to come out because I knew that um, if you were a backer, you had already got the audio version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, unfortunately, I bought the book, but I didn't do the backing for it. I really kicked myself for a long time being like, God damn it, I'm, if there's a number three coming out, I'm backing that. Like, probably (laughs) top tier level. Um, But the the history of that time period, because that would have been when they were in the north um, with the Declan coalition, um, the Um, northern coalition versus NC DOT, Pandemic Legion. And like, there was some, they were actually having problems with the Russians during that time as well.
1: Well, we didn't really have problems with the Russians. The Russians had problems with us. (laughs) <laughs> so I, re- I remember vividly because those that was my my first big war in Evil Line. Um and that was uh against Solar Fleet. Yep, DFR. And,
0: I'm i in that's where I'm right at in the actually I think we just finished that chapter for the the, the second so, book. And so I'm very actually I'm very versed in this
1: this yeah, specific war was, right now. That was the time of the Drake fleet? with uh with the goons drakes were the were the meta and that's where the current joke from can i bring my drake actually comes from it's it's from that from that particular war um because we used about and this was every night we had five to seven full drake fleets going around burning up their shit, and we burned through that so fast we actually like i was just a lion monkey but hearing the stories after it wasn't anticipated that the russians would burn down so easily so um well they're okay so you're talking about the uh solar fleet guys
0: right with the um but white noise was also like a big part of that war too Mm -hmm. right um so That's, they were just talking about this on the book, um, or I was just listening to this about uh, about this conflict in the book. Um, prior to that, though, there was um, a bunch of space that the Northern Coalition had that the Russians had burned through at that time. So they had they had come in, they had burnt up a bunch of the the Northern Coalition's eastern allies and had kicked them out of like anything that was touching the drone region. So I think branch and stuff like that all got like burned. And, um, uh... we, we got branched straight after that, but actually. then that's and That's when so the what you're talking about is the pushback that came when yeah. the Declan coalition and the Clusterfuck coalition kind of was like getting formed because that was after like the true fall of the northern coalition, which the goons yeah. and, and uh, um
1: Goons were actually adversaries then. Of the, of, no- the northern no, Coali- of the northern uh, coalition.
0: Well, northern coalition dot. They were they were enemies yeah. with and stuff like that. But there was a there was an organization called the northern coalition for like a really long time, and it died right mm. at that that time period. Goons were kind of allied with them, but it wasn't they were so, and kind of part of it. But they were like the Declan
1: coalition of the northern coalition. But anyways, so that that, the, that all that's, died that's off. That's the moment I talked. That's The moment I talked about that's, that's the moment that SMA decided to go with Goons because NC, like the Northern Coalition that was before, they just left us burning. And uh, Goons being in Declan, which was pretty close to our space pocket, they came to our aid and they took us under their wing, yeah, right? No, there absolutely.
0: So th- that that was that was a really fun time period. Um, oh
1: yeah, it was. Yeah, it was amazing. And as um, it may actually moved up to branch for a while, um, um, I remember like some shit going down. There, there's, there is a certain person who lives, and and I'm not shitting you. He lives less than five kilometers from from me so um he actually stole about 60 billion nisk or something oh, wow. like that like uh, it, he he pulled Here off a nice time,
0: pretty that's pretty good haul.
1: yeah yeah decent he, he had a very so he got a decent hole um and somebody else uh, whom i got closer with later on he actually kind of doxed him he's like yeah that store over there—that's where he lives. I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty close to my house. <laughs> it's, it's, like the the strange stories that you that you come across while while playing this game. It's amazing. Yeah, and
0: Masayo's uh, so, uh, uh, from chat says cleaning up behind mission runners is how I made the first big isk. Get it? That's and that's something that I always find interesting. What is like we were just saying like 60 billion? Some people would be like, that's unbelievable amount of isk and some other people in eve will be like ah that's you know it's okay I, that's not that much you know like i uh and it just i know i know that... people <laughs>
1: yeah I, I i know people and i have known people for to whom 60 billion is was pocket change
0: right yeah that's it's, it's uh it's... It's kind of like the real world to like an extent of like, we've got our one percenters. Yep, we've got our one percenters and uh, we definitely have, um, you know, different, the thing about EVE is that it is a video game. So some people take EVE as like, making money is the most important thing. How much money you can make per hour in this game is the most important thing about what can be done inside of this game um but a, but a lot of people get burned out from that because if your end goal is to make more money then you have no end goal like you can't accomplish you can never satisfy your goal of making more
1: money like uh for me for me the burnout actually the burnout with this game uh came from in in hindsight is is basically the soft mechanics because by 2018-ish, I think it was 2018 or 2017, you had the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Um, I was no longer flying with SMA. I moved on to Chaos Theory. Uh, We basically split off from SMA. There was uh, one particular Australian who Who made SMA a bad place to be, Um, and he he was in a very much leadership role, and um, the actually the actual active people they they got fed up with it, and we fucking bounced. We just went away, Um, and then as chaos theory, we joined the Guardians of the Galaxy in World War B and all that shiz, Um, because it was fun. It was content. But at one point in time we were finding some space nobody cared where you know it's like you you get onto the game and you have to wait 45 minutes because cta cta something going to happen mm-hmm. Be in fleet blah mm-hmm. blah 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 so you sit there for 45 50 minutes just doing nothing really yeah we're busy yeah sure whatever um, this is my free time you know <laughs> right, I'm not having fun right now, um then you have to whole ass to some piece of shit structure, some forty fifty jumps out um and yeah we we fixed you a jump some jumps bloody bloody blah, 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 so you jump there with some subcap fleet, get there, and some super cap fleet just jumps in, damage is maxed out, so you're not even getting on the damn kill mail. The structure is down, and then they go like, yeah um you can go home now again and so three to four hours of your evening have passed and the only thing you have to show for is i was in fleet i clicked three pap links, right like a good little soldier i am and um that's all i had to show for it and that was not fun and just keep on doing that and that grind just got me so hard i was like you know what i'm not even gonna bother logging in anymore Cause yeah, I think that that's like just the, fun.
0: the other um, a- or aspect of, of yeah. That's a really good point out for Burnout. because yeah, what I was talking about before was like how money was like if you're just if your end goal is just money, um, but if your end goal is to like have fun in the game, that's where both chasing money and being part of uh, basically a, a, a empire that you're serving as a soldier on um, can get yeah. really burning like burn you the hell out because there is like you said uh, if, if fun is, is your goal which is what I think everybody's goal should be is should be fun or and then you should have specific goals that make things fun for you um, yeah. but the um, I that's my problem the same reasons that, that you got burnout are one of the reasons why I left 0.0 um, you know, I I got introduced into goons by learning that they had parties in Madison, Wisconsin, and I was like, oh yeah, oh like I can I can get there. <laughs> um, and so like I went to their – they had two parties a year that they used to have in Eve uh, or in in uh, Mad Town, and so there was some really fun. Like I was like, these guys are awesome. Like it's fun to there's like. 40, 50 of them that like came to Madison and were all just hanging out. Like you got into like the inner circle of, of people that you could, you know, were high up. Like I met Mintani. I met the big red boat. I've met, you know, like a bunch of the really big named characters because of these parties. And it was really cool kind of like hanging out with them. But the slog that was the be in a fleet, get, uh, get your paps, you know, but uh, and really, you don't have to do that much of uh, in order to like stay usually within them, but it felt like you were always constantly asked and it, it felt bad to like not be part of these big yeah. giant fleets that were going on, but a lot of it was just sit around and wait and then actually nothing happens go home yeah, you know and yeah. exactly you if if it's so hit or miss on that, and then when you do hit, it's like seven to 12 hours of like slow-mo go clean your house while you wait five minutes for one of your weapons to cycle um yeah. you know that that level of of gameplay burnt me out of of eve as well and that's why yeah. our, I, I took a step back and i was like what do i actually want to do in eve i was like i've always wanted to and i've done it a couple of times wanted to build my own corporation, my own alliance, my own thing but keep it in this like low-sec faction warfare arena that exists out there because um, the constant mm-hmm. just, there's battles on your doorstep, there is no such thing as really a CTA, maybe to save a structure, um, now that we can have structures in, in low-sec which is really awesome um, it's definitely um much more of a, you go out and just have fun type kind of, of atmosphere yeah. and stuff like that in, in low sec in smaller groups. Um, we don't hit leg. You know, we don't have um, time dilation that hits for our fights usually, and we do get, like, some I've critical, had some. Um, like, last <laughs> night I, I got on a Phoenix Navy issue, a, a Bane, um, the new Tech 2 uh, Dreadnought. Um, mm-hmm. I got on a kill for that. We had there was a bunch of um initiative that were sitting around a gate with a bunch of Phoenixes, a bane and um uh a revenant navy issue as well, I believe, and a few other things. Um and they were just fucking around. Um we don't I think they got into a fight with Calmill or something like that, um, where they just tried the dropping you know, they they tried to drop a bunch of uh, shit on top of it just for funsies. And so we were like, okay well, we're watching, we're watching everything warps away except for the bane. so we're like, get tackle on the bane. All right. so we've tackled the bane, we're holding it down. Um, they're about to come back, but we're getting like seditioned in, into into position and we're like, okay, we're just gonna drop on this guy real quick and we're gonna murder this bane and get the fuck out. And then all of a sudden snuff like as soon as we're almost all set up to do our thing, Luckily, they did it before we did because Snuff all of a sudden just drops in with a whole shitload of stuff. And it drops in with their shit, um, but they only had, like, 10 dreads or something like that. And Snuff counter-dropped with, like, 50 dreads. Um, and uh, so Classic. We, we got the uh, the good old third party, caused the the fight, but Snuff came in and wiped out all of their Phoenix Navy issues and all of their Phoenix's the Rev Navy issue. And the the bane, totaling like fifty billion isk or something like that, that went down.
1: That's a that's a good evening there. Yes. Um, so that's we still
0: get evening. the the big fights, but none of that was tie dye. You know, none of that yeah. reached more than you know fifty to you know sixty people on even one side. Um, and where there was about three sides altogether, and I think all told mm-hmm. maybe like a hundred pilots that were involved in this. Um, and so it. And it was spontaneous, you know, if you weren't in fleet running around doing the things, because there's stuff to do, and that's how you make your money as well in Faction Warfare. So this is where all of these things kind of tied together, where what do I want to do in EVE? I want to kill people. All right, so now that I know that, how do I go out and do this? Okay, so best thing to be in is Faction Warfare, so I can be in immediate combat, you know, and make money while I'm doing my combat. Have objectives yep. for me because if you ju- if your only objective is kill, that can also get a little bit wearing. Where it's like you know, like all you care about oh. is your kill board going up.
1: Then it 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 depends. There's there's um, it depends on on the play style that you have and what you what you seek to get out of it. For right. me, like um, the big fights uh, like like six VDT, mm-hmm. I was there um beat a car, I was there and everything in between them as well uh, because being a part of Goons, you you get into big fights when they happen mm-hmm. um, uh, so even though there were lagfests like Six t was a world record battle at the time with it is the nice most to feel participants that you,
0: were, you were there you were you know? just
1: the little cog within that uh, thing so for me um Evil Nine got an extra dimension uh in twenty fourteen, which was the first year that I actually went to FanFest. and oh, yes, I, ha- yep. I haven't missed a single FanFest since. So Wow, okay, um, so you've been going for what like yeah. uh, I'd say ten years, but you had COVID and you've got twenty nineteen? Right, right. Where there wasn't a FanFest, but there was. And I actually was there. So if, <laughs> if you look at the CCP Games um, videos of FanFest at home, you'll see me sitting in the, in the sofa in, in Finland. Nice. Uh, so um, if, if we go back to 14, that was pretty low-key. Um, as a little space monkey going to FanFest, I was the only one going i met a lot of goon people like um i forgot his name there was this dutch guy he was general something something um you had uh, people like camera uh faulty um uh, you had uh java java something can't remember the rest of his uh, java junk i think um i actually met the mitani for the first time then so uh so you met that him was about
0: a, the same time that I met him about I think I joined goons right around that time
1: so i uh, <laughs> I remember he had a he had a great evening um during the party on the top of the world where he was actually supported by two other people so <laughs> he he was he was wasted beyond but the amazing thing with with him is he can be wasted beyond but he'll remember i don't know how he does it yes so he <laughs> he he knows so much um so he, he's still sound enough of mind to to capture the important parts um so that was my first introduction to fanfest i was like oh this was awesome like i really loved it the interaction you meet so many people you tell your tales and oh i was there and i was there and um You get to meet so many people from so many different parts of the world. So I have a network that spans the globe just because I decided to go to FanFest. And um, the year after, I was actually uh, selected to be an EFTV player presenter.
0: Okay, yeah. which,
1: Which was really fun to do.
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: And that just sucks you in even more. And that's where I actually met um, then not CCP convict, but uh, uh, Bam Bam Stoker um, together with a bunch of other people. And from there on, uh, things got rolling. And I got into um, thanks to Xander Fina, who was actually a co-host that year. I got introduced to um nash cadaver from eventy and uh, his crew i got uh introduced to um julianus soter from yeah goldmill yep and so, i was i was
0: part of the lore with x meta back in the day so yep i know exactly who you're talking
1: about so that's uh also how i met uh naiden mm-hmm. so um he was also known for his uh eve art um he's he's not in the game anymore and you probably won't see him in the game anymore. I actually met up with him last year and <laughs> he told me he told me um if I start to play Eve online again my wife will leave me because he's <laughs> so obsessed with Eve that once he starts with it it's all he can think about and it, it just is- it it fucks up his work life balance. Yeah, basically.
0: it's it's definitely one of the like it adds, it's adds an le- extra layer of compli- complication because it is, I mean I, all MMOs I think have this kind of problem of, of people getting sucked oh. in, but Eve can kind of be even worse because it's like there's such a yeah. living world that's going on that you don't even need to be playing Eve to be sucked in by Eve. Like exactly, you can, you can just be reading exactly. Eve Reddit and, or you know the. Uh, Imperium news or Eve 24, you know, all these different news sites that are out there and stuff that you are just feeding yourself. Like, I just want to be, you know, learning about what's happening in this other universe that exists in, you know, reality and in the virtual space. Yeah.
1: But to me, the I get the most things out of Eve from the real life interaction and because. I started to go to FanFest. I also went to um, Nottingham. I also went to Berlin. I went to, I think there was a G-Fleet in Dusseldorf. Uh, once upon a time, I went to three editions of Amsterdam. Um I also went to EVE London. Like, I actually went to those places just because I knew my EVE buddies would be around. There would be people that I know there and I would having fun so and and for me that that's if is more real to me in in that sense that i don't need my space pixels to get my my friendship
0: right yeah you've made real world connections with people at this oh, point. Yeah. especially with the the consistently going back to fan fest um, oh yeah so that that makes it so you've you've got a real life Uh, connection, which is another layer that EVE has, like you said, Um, especially with these um, EVE meetups. Like, yeah, you make some really good, like, friends with people that outside of EVE, you're meeting up with them to go hang out and talk and stuff like that, and uh, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, um, I've made some really, really good friends, and a lot of, the funny thing is that a lot of the friends that I've made still go to a lot of these meetups and stuff like that, but don't really play EVE as much anymore or at all you know
1: (laughs) I'm 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 completely the same in that regard like I'm I still have a heart to actually like I would want to play it the thing is that I don't have the time currently to play it as I want to play it so I'll just follow it and I know there there will be a time that I'll just pick up the gauntlet again and and have at it um I've done so in in the past as well so um i did make a brief comeback um after my burnout um as we as we were chatting beforehand you 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 know this so i I started streaming evil line uh where i was just a solo player and just saying like look i'm starting out a new character what can i do how can i make my money what does work but does not work so i did my belt ratting then i did some mission running then just purely as an example of uh, a low alpha player like Mm -hmm. what can you do how can you evolve that so and then i went into exploration into scanning and side scanning um and my most amazing adventure that i had in in that period or that it still gives me the chills if i think about it um, so my, my favorite area to go to, to do some scanning was CVA space because they were like, we don't care about neutrals. Like if you're neutral, you're welcome to hang out. Um, we won't shoot you. So right, basically yeah. it's a, it's, it's kind of, um, low sec within null sec because they don't really go after you. And, but then um, the
0: the people that you don't know if they're actually they might be a yes. pirate or whatever, but you don't have them yeah. marked as red. And, but they did have that crazy list that you could look people yeah. up, um, and because in game it was hard to track that, but they had an out of game thing that you could just take somebody's name, put it in. Because yeah, I spent I spent some time. I, in I didn't in use face. those tools.
1: Oh okay, uh, I I just assumed everybody was bad, and that's that was a, for good reason. That's a good good thing to do. Yep. So, I remember this one di- uh, this one day, uh, I was flying a six or seven million frigate, like, just standard exploring frigate. Because if you explore and you open those caches, the stuff that comes out of it is not that big. You can haul a lot of it in, in a small ship. like um, And I, I got chased in CVA space, um, went to a bookmark of a wormhole that I found, jumped into the wormhole, Scanned another jump through and I was gone. I knew the other guys couldn't find me back now because I wasn't even in the wormhole space anymore. I was gone to one of the other exits. And I was as I was starting to scan down everything over there. I'm, I'm seeing there's some exits over here. There's some points. Um, I see there's there's a lot of data size, and I, I found myself in a C2. And Nobody seemed to be around. So I started to run the sides over there. And I think I looted about 600, 700 million ISK oh, worth nice. of, of stuff. Um As I was doing that, I got dropped on. Uh, <laughs> I was full panic mode, burning away. And he had a point, And I don't know what was happening exactly. And I think the, the VOD is still up on, on, on my Twitch channel. So... I somehow, I somehow get away from this guy, my frigate isn't dead, and I jump to some random exit. I just jump the fuck out. And I find myself in Milsek space, and I'm I'm looking at uh, my route to go back to like, Yeah, like I've got seven, eight hundred million isk in my hull. I need to get back to Jira and sell off this hole. Like, like, right, this is, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a noob character, but look, this is how you can make a billion isk by doing some random shit like I've been doing today. But we need to get out of here first. And as I was watching on Dotland, um, Pandemic Legion was actually the owner of the space I was in. So I knew they've got Intel channels up and running. So the moment they see my name pop up, They'll be going and, and, and look for me. So I start burning as soon as I can, because I wanted to get into low sec as soon as possible. Out of null, because this is just owned null-sec space, not CVA space. Did so you this, have this, uh, this a not, uh, No, no. No, this was a low entry-level uh, frigate. I tell you, my my whole fit, my whole fit. So bubbles are gonna screw you real bad. Yeah, that was my fit was a 7 million isk including (laughs) the hull. So so that's what I was flying. So I was just burning as I could, as fast as I could. Um, Apparently I actually went through a Pandemic Horde staging system. (laughs) So um, a group of about five, six people were chasing me. And I noticed because I have this little fast frigate, my align time is just a wee bit faster than they are. And so I actually at random in, in a system with, with five gates, I just took the one I I needed to have. And they didn't see me jump, jump off of the entry gate. So they didn't know which direction I went to because they, they got more and more and more delayed. Yep, chasing so is hard, was, man. Chasing is hard, yeah. actually. It's not that. I easy. was I was out of it. I was out of it. I was like, oh. You
0: gotta get a bubble ahead of
1: somebody. So <laughs> Yeah. So now my next problem was, okay, the next jump will take me from null sec to Low Sec. And I don't have any bookmarks because this is a new tomb. I haven't been in this space, so I I don't own a perch on top yep. of the gate to like safely go on top if there's no bubbles and otherwise get the hell out real fast so since i didn't have that i just i just went for it so i went for it there was no bubble got into low sick still stressed out i had like three or four jumps in low sec to do and then i made it into high sick and that concluded my i think it was a three or four hour stream at that point and that was so fun
0: Oh yeah, and,
1: dude, that, that and I had like a blast. I had a tune that had basically no skills. I had some exploration skills, some basic gunnery skills, but nothing too fancy. I mean an alpha tune, two months old, something like that. And this is the adventure that you can have. So that was really fun. And then as I told you, my CPU died, and yeah, with that, basically my, my Twitch channel died with it. Um because I I I came back uh, for a bit but there was no viewership and before I had like 50 60 people watching so yeah that was that was a sad moment but I was like okay well, Off hopefully, to other things. hopefully
0: you can get it back up and running because that's uh it's always good to get more streamers I know that uh, it takes you know time to get back built to back up but then it, it feels like there's a little less uh, in twitch these days uh depending on uh, a few things oh that's like possible partnership is also helps out quite a bit but you have to have those pretty good mm-hmm. you know solid 40 50 people watching you for, all the time yeah yeah after, for uh, a
1: while before that happens no that's yeah. true um, That is true
0: but uh so, but yeah if you ever do um get the the twitch channel going uh just pop that over to me and then i'll uh get that up on oh the show that's so nice well, of you so
1: um, yeah thanks but, but Yeah, the
0: um so it sounds like you've been going to FanFest a lot um yeah. you know over the past 10 years basically you haven't you know skipped a beat if uh, if there was a beat not to skip. Um so I'm guessing you already have your uh, tickets for 2000 Oh, you don't.
1: No, for 2025. I don't. Actually for this year I was I was in dubio like I, I wasn't sure if I was going to go. And I decided in August oh, okay. that I would that I would be going in September. So that's how late I actually booked it. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna wait that long, but we have a year and a half. I mean, yeah,
0: chill. it's yeah, it's 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 not uh, the main reason why I got in on it right away is because it's cheaper if you get it in right away. Yeah, um, no, that
1: that that is and, true.
0: And um, so I was like, I know I'm going, so I have the money to to. To buy the ticket, so I'm just going to buy the ticket right now. And uh, a, a
1: lot of people do buy it and then don't end up not going. And
0: then there's yeah, big changes that happen in life, which there's lots of reasons why that could happen.
1: Um, yeah, and uh, a year and a half is it's, it's a long time to commit already for a week or two week stay in Iceland. Right. So you <laughs> can't even book your flights yet. Um, right. That that far in advance. So I, I'm I'm still. On the lookout um I'm, I'm gonna see what's what's what and and maybe i will maybe i won't uh, would be nice to do it but on the other hand like 2014 was my first year so i can't do a 10 and 10th year anniversary this this time around because the next session is 2025.
0: yeah that uh, sucks too that's uh that's yeah a big hit but there. i do
1: i do like the new cadence like i think one and a half year um as a cadence is nice um for once you get like springtime uh, fest and falltime time which is nice because the country is different in those in those times mm-hmm. you know like like in the spring it's a it's a different kind of Iceland than um at the end of summer cuz september is end of summer rather yeah. than than fall already so um that that was for me a nice period to go it was the first time that i went that late on in the year um but i can i can tell to anyone to any player that hasn't gone to a fanfish yet just put it on your bucket list Mm -hmm. and i've i've always had it on my bucket
0: list and i this was the first time that i went and i am blown away like i was i i couldn't believe like i mean there's The presentations and stuff like that are all kind of really cool um and it's and but i've been to you know i've go to gen con for the last like 17 years i've been going to gen con every single year um and like you know gen con's my pilgrimage we've got a big band of buddies that i go with you know sometimes our groups like have reached like 12 people and sometimes our groups are you know still just around you know like I think the lowest we were was last year actually at four people. And I was like, Holy shit, man, we've got really small. Um, but there's this yearly p- pilgrimage that me and my, my buddies do in order to, to go to these conventions and stuff like that. There's Gen Con, we, we've got game all gone here. So I'm, I'm, I'm very big into the conventions. I've run, you know, 40 person, uh, mega games for the world, of darkness in, uh, at Gen oh, Con. Nice. So, um, I'm really into the culture of, like, meeting people, being a GM that, you know, like, people will run up to you and be like, oh, I know you, or, you know, I've tried to get into your game, and, um, it's, it always a fun time to go to these different conventions and stuff, um, you know, I've been to Comic-Cons and stuff like that, and it's, you know, fun times, you run it, you got you can kind of talk to people and stuff like that, um, but EVE, FanFest is a whole another thing, it's, be, yeah. it's because you are coming from a world that only a small group of people comparatively to the rest of the world actually like understand and can talk about and the first thing you can do is walk up to almost anybody that you run into that's got a or an eve online fan fest badge or even just yeah. looks like they're an eve online person uh um, yeah. you know you can and the kind first of question yes
1: first wh- question is Who do you fly with? Who do you you fly with? Absolutely. Yep. That's and then and then conversation started. Like that's your conversation starter. It's easier than dating. It's yeah, oh yeah,
0: it's easier than anything. Like it's the easiest way to make a friend. Um you it doesn't matter who they fly for, if it's an enemy, friend, somebody you've never heard of before. Everybody's got a tail and it just I I'm a very social like human being. So mm-hmm. I really like to to sit down and just have crazy conversations with people. Um, it's one of the reasons why I made a podcast. Um, yeah, you know, and it was it was just epic, just being able to go out, hang out, talk to people. Um, and there was, I mean, the the I was at the bar most of the time, basically. Like uh, that was one of the things that just blew me away. Of like this was one of the cons that like I went to bars and hung out with people that I'd never have talked to before where as I've, I've gone to cons and stuff like that. And a lot of the times you'll go out to the bars, you'll do like events and run in and meet some people that you've never met before for, you know, an hour or two, maybe 10 hours or something like that. If you do like a long event, but this was like just 10 hours of meeting different people while hanging out at the bar, hanging out with CCP, um employees aurora swift um like you know everybody was uh really great ccp burger all of them were really fun to sit down chat with and talk about all of the stuff that was going on
1: that's that's also part of the company culture that those people are always very approachable and they're very open uh even though some some people can get carried away a little bit (laughs) uh there's there's never a bad word that comes out of their mouth so for me in 2013 um the highlight uh, 2014 i mean the highlights were uh, the unveiling of the monument which was Mm -hmm. then brand new um, and the tweet fleet uh, meet That, that was still a meet and that was in the Celtic cross it's a bar that's no longer in existence um in reykjavik it, it closed down a long time ago um i think actually the year after it the year after it got closed down um that's how i actually met um general stargazer who is now uh, also known as ccp zealous and um i remember that after that first year so in 2015 we had the player versus deaths um soccer match because mm-hmm. you're american I'll, I'll say soccer instead <laughs> of football uh which was a disaster for the players and I, I think i was the only person on the team that actually played the game well they like, actually play
0: there like yeah. lot, right like they play with uh the the, the president they, they play of iceland right i think yeah. that's one of the things that they that's like a yeah um a, it's, a thing that just happens all the time for
1: them. well icelandic people are very um sporty Mm-hmm. and uh, so so touch always <laughs> yeah like they they do a lot of sports um and um soccer is one of the of the more prevalent sports that they play um so yeah that was a that was a debacle <laughs> but it was fun like that's that's how i i met um several uh devs like uh, and and Combine that with the EFTV presenter thing that I did, I got close to uh, several people and just year after year it, it kind of built up um, and one year uh, I think it was uh, 17, in 2016 or 17 um, General Stargazer wasn't able to make it to FanFest and since he was the guy doing the tweet meet there would not be a tweetfleet meet because he couldn't make it. So at that point, I just reached out to him, to him, and I was like, "Yeah, look, um, tell me what to do. Like, I want, I want to be able to carry on the tradition. We can't have a fan fest without the tweetfleet meet because basically, the tweetfleet meet is the unofficial pre-party. There is always a lot of CCP uh, employees around." Um, year year after year, um, and a lot of people come out, like because a lot of people arrive the day before, and that's the only thing that is actually going on. Right then, it's it's like that's the meat that's where you have to go. Um, so uh, I, I try I try to um, to keep up the tradition, um, and this year. I actually had a secondary location for the first time, for people that uh, got like oversensitive with the sound. So I actually went to the bar next door, um, so they could go into the basement there, uh, shoot shoot some pool, and have a conversation. So they okay, didn't so you have had, to be you had so... in, in the in the heavy party room. Wow! So, so you guys,
0: I... how many people did you are you getting to to this uh, pre uh, pre
1: game? about 400
0: 400 people that's yeah. crazy like that's yeah uh, like
1: uh the the top that's the top attendees that we have it's it's about was, when, when you
0: first started what, what did it start off uh when the, the first time that you went to it what do you think the number required?
1: i i honestly don't know the reason why i know this year is because um the laws in in iceland kind of changed And um, they are policing much closer how many people you let into your bar. So, Mm -hmm. for this year, I know the maximum allowed amount. Well, I knew the maximum allowed amount. um, But I think it was around 240-ish that was allowed. Um, and, And we did make that mark almost. So and th- that was in the f- in the first location uh, the other location i didn't have the time to go there um uh, but zealous stayed there it wasn't that much but it was fun mm-hmm. so um and the thing in in Iceland as well is that um on a weekday all the bars close at 1 a.m. cuz that's yep. the law yep uh so friday saturday and um national holidays then the bars close at five am the last bar closed at five am so they close between four and five ish uh, and then you go for a bite to eat and then you go to bed so <laughs> that's that's how I do fanfest so um not it's not for everyone but um, being such a social animal I'm always out late and uh, up early so it's one of the other things that uh, I've been doing for a couple of years now as well, is the, uh, the morning mixers. So I'll just be at Laundromat uh, and everybody is free to join. We have our big table. Uh, the owner of the place knows me. So he sees my face when I come in the first time. It's like, oh, it's FanFist again. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Your table is free. And then I can just <laughs> oh, that's so sit awesome. down and he knows people will come uh and and they're very very much welcome um so that's that's uh, something else that i do and that was the reason why convict um said this year during the closing ceremony that um he dubbed me the uh he originally dubbed me the paris hilton of eve online back in 2015 when he was still a player um, because i was known um not for being good at the game but just because I was known, as Paris <laughs> Hilton used to be. She she was known because she was known. She was, she was known original yeah, socialite, you know? <laughs> um, last year, he redubbed me to the Kim Kardashian of Eve because, well, Paris actually achieved something in life and, and <laughs> has some good businesses going on, um, while Kim Kardashian is still uh, best known for having a big ass and tits. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean and, you are sexy,
0: different... so I see how I see yeah, the, thank you there you go, so very very good connection there so <laughs> yeah.
1: so I'm in good company, so um, yeah, that's kind of how I grew to be the the evil line socialite, just um hanging out with people and and getting to know them and just talking to them, and I can just very much um well. i'd I'd like to say that if you if you're not an introverted person because you have some introverted persons and this advice is not for you but go out there and talk to just anyone as as you just said before anyone with a lanyard you just have to say this one phrase who do you fly with and then you can continue the conversation oh where's that is that this area of the map or that oh i haven't been there yet but i fly around here and then you can have whatever conversation going off on that and it can be a long one can be a short one it doesn't matter and the next time around you might meet him again it's like i haven't seen you in the game i tried to look for you afterwards to shoot you in the face but i couldn't find you and then you go on with that relationship like out of the game context yeah no and it's, also
0: going up to groups i've found to be very inviting like most groups weren't like you know just their inner circle that you know it was like yeah. only these people can be talking in this group like uh no. so it's like you can just walk up to a group listen about what they're talking about and because you're talking eve everybody like it's like a language that you're able to like walk into and yeah. be like i speak that language and because you speak the language you're an immediate accepted into the the whatever group that's that's talking at that point in time i found that to be just very very inviting compared to any other like convention or something because like yeah. yeah oh you you speak comic book but you know like is
1: do you speak my comic book
0: right and well i mean if you go to like even a comic book convention and you're like oh i know i i can speak comic book and stuff like that but it's hard to be like you know, what comic book do you, you know, da da da. Like Eve is a very specific language that is, yep. it's, it's Eve. And, um, so it's better than any other convention I've been to when it comes to just how quickly and easily and no, and feeling like you're just automatically going to be accepted into any group that, that you kind of walk up into and that you can talk to people very openly and freely, um, without fear that, you know, oh, they're, oh, you're a DC person. I, I didn't know that. Uh, it's like, oh, you're Pandemic <laughs> Legion? I hate you. That's awesome. How's it going? Like, it's great to, yeah. great to meet so, you in real life. I've been killing you for the last three years, blah, 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 blah. You know, like.
1: that, that's that's another fun part. Like, um, this year I actually made flyers for the TweetFleet meet for the first time. So people that got their goodie bag actually got the flyer for the tweet feet meet. Mm-hmm. People that were late and didn't know about the party, they actually have the flyer now. So they know next year next time around they have to come early. So they, they'll actually know there is a party. And the fun thing was that I was standing at the entrance because I give everyone like this little sticker, you know, hello, my name is, and then you just write up your name. Yeah. So especially if you don't have your lanyard yet, then You can actually identify yourself. Um, And so I had a Sharpie and those stickers. So everybody who came in got to write his name down. And (laughs) I can tell pretty, with like a a pretty high success rate, I can tell who's a first timer. So I look at somebody coming in, I'm like, this is your first Pampest, isn't it? And look at me like, how the hell does he know? Yeah, I have been going since 2014, so I know a lot of faces already. And if I can't <laughs> place you immediately, then I'll I'll know you're a first timer. And the first thing I tell those people at that pre-event is like, look, there's only one rule at FanFest: nobody gives a shit who you fly with. <laughs> We're gonna you're so, gonna be
0: asked that a lot, but
1: yeah, nobody cares. Nobody really. Nobody cares, nobody cares how many times you got griefed by somebody particular, like it's a game, and everybody's chill. Like, I don't care if you're Goon and the other guy is PL, nobody really cares about it. Over here, we're all EVE players, and we have fun. And that's something that I I immediately tell them, so they know, like, there there's, there's no in-game hate coming out of EVE Online into the real world into the real world and that's the beauty of Fanfest, because like I've, i find as the seventh time Fanfest attendee it's kind of my obligation to hand over that culture to people that come in for the first time and, yeah uh, no i would so have they to can say... carry so they can carry that dna further into the future I would say that it's, it's one of
0: the most, um, I don't know, for me, it's kind of like what gives me hope in humanity to a certain a- aspect of, like, there is, a, it kind of opened me up to, there's a lot of hate in me. Let's not, let's not be, you know, shy about that, that there's a lot of hate in me that is very strong and very vitriol, um, but it's, it's, there's a little bit that goes outside of game and, um, it's, uh, it's never physical, which is always, like, I've never heard of a physical altercation that has happened between two even well, Uh
1: Well, I, I might be able to tell you a
0: story. Oh, though. really, though? So this is something that you might not hear about on the news and stuff like that. I mean, of course, I'm sure it happens, but it's very rare. But, but, but I want to hear this story if you've got one.
1: Well, this is not a literal physical altercation, per se, as in two people fisticuffs right um but um of course it's russians that are involved in the story but i know of an um incident where um two russian blocks were facing off each other where one person of the opponent like let's say team a and tb one person of team a um well the the fc of team b got doxed and one person of team a went over to his house and cut the internet i've heard of this story i've heard of that story um, it happened. i've also
0: heard about um death uh xxx um mm-hmm. so he um I was listening to the once again, Eve Online uh, or Eve uh, Empires of Eve audiobook, and uh, he was talking about that uh, because of what was happening with him. Him and Deathless had a falling out. Deathless got paid a whole bunch of money in order to po- possibly, allegedly, uh, stop being in, in one of the wars, and um, Deathless didn't didn't pull out um, when he was told to, but he didn't get paid any money, so. But this Russian, uh, like, oil baron or something like that, uh, was basically paying off people to do stuff with real life money. And he was afraid that he was going to get killed, like, that he was going to get assassinated because he was like, it's like $5,000 you get somebody murdered. Like, that's not, yeah. not that hard, actually. Um, and I pissed off a guy with a lot of money and he thinks that I stole money from him when I didn't, um... And so, I mean, these are all possible. I mean, Death uh, was well known for his ability to exaggerate and stuff like that. So, there is some edge cases of some really crazy stuff that has happened that have gotten close to being pretty physical. Um, but, I mean, if my example, though, would be like to narrow it down is that when I was at FanFest, there was no f- fear of a fist fight breaking course, uh, out between no. two people when. I mean, if you go to a, a Packers Vikings game, um, you know, coming, I don't know talking what about football, <laughs> uh, but uh, going to going to a, like a football game, uh, whether you're talking to American football or or, um, you know, what we what we call soccer. Uh, but, you know, like at any of these sporting events there, like it's almost like guaranteed you're going to get one fist fight out of these guys like i mean maybe not necessarily but there's it it, it feels like there have
1: been times <laughs> there have been times there's
0: there's i mean massive riots that happen after you know game wins like i won great let's go ahead and trash the entire city uh, you know and and possible fights between opposing teams and stuff like that Um yeah. Eve, though, we though have that we don't have that we the vitriol... Yeah. The, there there might be enough hatred for you to be like i won't even fucking talk to that guy like fuck that guy i've i've seen him you know i've talked to him a bunch and he's just a complete dick and it just is not fun to talk to that person but there isn't like a like even with the 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 gang mentality back in the day they used to call fleets gangs you know it was because it was like this gang pack mentality that you can uh, that you can kind of get into with you it just breaks immediately upon meeting somebody in the real world, like um, Corvus. I had never met in the real world. I've talked to him on, um, you know, Twitch and stuff like that. Seeing that he was on Twitch, and to meet Corvus in real life, it was like this is awesome. Like, I I also play in a in a in a form of like if you really hate the Kaldari, like if you're truthfully, you know, like I I won't talk to them in real life because they're a Kaldari. You're just you, I think you need to take a seat back and just be like, "Yes, it's uh, this is the, this is the lowest level of why do we why do we hate each other because you're red and I'm blue, but when I'm a, if I from your perspective, I'm red, you're blue, so that the only reason why we're shooting each other is because of that. Like is yeah
1: is like a a good example like Juliano Soder from Galmil Fame, he used to have these amazing parties um among other people present there being all the Galmil people that were at fanfest those were automatically invited um you had uh the people of eventy uh, coming around um, and uh, myself being the socialite but i've i've known alec uh, like um the Mitanni to be present there as well together with other people and they had some vivid discussions sure um but it was fun
0: like yeah there's i mean it, there is it, when you take it to like the level of like faction warfare is at like the lowest political arena that's easy to get into i think um yeah and then there's like 0.0 that it is. You kind of hate the person because they took your fucking space. They blew up 500 billion is worth of your shit, you know, yesterday. But, but, and, but, but so that's there, the
1: thing. It feels that way for the line member. Right. But it's a little bit different
0: from, from a It's, it's a completely different
1: because on, on leadership level it's actually FanFest used to be the place where the next big war was decided. <laughs> right. Yep. That makes Among sense. Among leadership. That's where. That's where. That's where the the magic happened. Like, you have fanfest. So, leadership of PL present. Leadership of goons present. Leadership of test present. Like all the huge blocks that were on. On the yeah. map.
0: back when Bob was around, Bob was very present at the the fan fest. And
1: that was pre my date. You, Yeah, <laughs> like I haven't seen. Uh, I've seen one guy who was uh, <laughs> who claimed to have been part of Bob. And I had,
0: a, yeah. I had somebody that I met at FanFest that said the same thing. That yeah, that they were. I, I think that they're part of NC dot right now, uh, if I remember correctly.
1: And they kind of split up as far that's as I'm, basically where yeah
0: it, it's you know bob is basically transformed into or a lot of the people that were in bob are now in pl and NC dot from my understanding
1: yeah so um but you know th- that's where it happens that's where the wars get decided so for leadership it's they don't they don't hate the other side they talk to the other side right they want them to be the other side you know you need to have you need you need to have a target and like this is what this is actually a part of the brilliance of the Mitanni because he made the goons the biggest target and why is that because fights will come to him why Because everybody thinks he's the biggest asshole on the planet, and he so happens to be the leader of the goons. Yeah, he was playing a
0: villain. You know, like his character was very much a villain, and um, and hanging out with him, he wasn't in real life. He's not a villain,
1: but um, he's 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 not a villain, Um, but he loved to be vilified by the rest of the community, because within the goons nobody saw him as a villain no so that he's that's a the master <laughs> that's the mastery uh yeah. that he that he had and that he uh, presented like he created this whole us us versus them and and he he's a master puppeteer like he played in on the emotions of the people under him yeah. and he he has this um he knows how to manage a large group and the sentiment within that group and he genuinely cares for his group yeah oh yeah he, very he much calls so. them very he much. calls them my family like, yeah. if you come after one of our guys i'll i'll go fuck your shit up like don't care i i will just do that i don't care who you are uh, or how big you pretend to be in the game i'll fuck your shit up because you wrong one line member he, he would do that so and that's that's why he got um, to some extent he got glorified within his own ranks and because of the things he says like he he's got um an arrogant alter ego or persona that he presents to the world so that makes him easy to hate for everybody else who's oh, not yeah. within within his group. Yep, and he did that so masterfully, and it it has given Eve Online so much content.
0: Oh yeah, no, and like Unholy says, uh, the Mintani was the embodiment of the statement, "The Emperor protects." Um, so he was a hero to the goons and a villain to everyone else. Exactly, and yeah. and. And he's gone on record saying that he, uh, you know, one of the things was is that after his ban at FanFest for saying, because um, he, he went out, oh, yeah. he basically said some yeah. stuff, told the player basically to kill themselves. I, I know exactly,
1: uh, I know exactly what happened. Um, and That thing, like, the repercussions, I think, were um, out of line with other stuff that happened. There have been far worse things said and done during such sessions before. Um, But that year, there were a bunch of Sony executives running around because Dust514 was coming. Yep. So that's why the backlash of that incident was so much greater than what anybody Suspect and he and he survived it actually pretty
0: well in the in the end, like it was sure. I mean, that was not the downfall of, of Mintani, the downfall came much, much later. Um, but the I was the, it's like right that's happening right now in the book, uh, that I'm listening to, okay. And so, the, the it's like right on my it, it, when talking about this, it came up because one of the, the concepts that he talked about though was when he was doing that, it was from a villain. In character point of view, that he understands was horrible. He's like, if I could go back and take that out, I would. Like that was like yeah. that was a dumb fucking thing for me to do. I shouldn't have, have berated this character and tried and uh, tried to get people to also berate him. And that this was th- this had gone too far into affecting somebody in the real world than just trying to affect them in game and, and like. You know, people get ganked all the time in-game, but, like, to call out a specific person when you're at that level of power to be, like, thousands of people, go harass this one person and you have that power can be very dangerous. Um, and so he... Yeah. But he said that, like, one of the big things that sticks out for me is that he does play a villain in-game. Like, that's what his whole persona, his whole concept of, like, he wanted to be the villain to most people. And that he would, for his group, be the emperor, be the badass that uh, you know is fighting for his people, and will be a dick to everybody but his family. And I understand yeah. that character very well. That's a really interesting character to play. It's very different than how Mintani is in the real world. They're they're very yeah. different characters, and he is role playing. One of the things that I find very interesting about Eve is that almost everybody I feel like that plays Eve role plays in eve regardless of whether they think they're role playing or not like there's there are some people that i will say definitely don't do any kind of role playing at all but these are people who not chatting you know they're not actually getting on team speak and doing stuff but you become a different person when you play eve when you're interacting
1: with the community the thing is that um since Eve Online starts off pretty anonymously like your Twitter account nobody really knows who's behind the Twitter account so um, the the thing is that um, that's how it, how it starts out so you can become who you want at the start and that character can then evolve because pretty soon when you're at corp level you're already into comms and actually talking to people and so some people keep up the mask other people take it off and Mm -hmm. um i've i've never been one um to actually present myself as somebody else than who i'm actually am uh because i never felt the need to play a certain uh, character to Mm -hmm. you know um, I, I think that for some people it's something that they need because they're very introvert and if they play an extrovert in their online community then they can feel better about themselves being a little bit more extrovert and you got to know some people um, but in the end for me for me personally I, I never um, douse the rule uh, I just was who I was, said who... And I'm, I'm still like that. I always say what I think. And um, it, it, it has gotten me in, in plenty of trouble in the past. It <laughs> will get me in, in trouble in the future, probably. But um, yeah, basically what you see is what you get. And yeah, some people like it and some people don't. And that's okay. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've come to terms with that. And I think a lot of people, uh, are not there are not at that point in their life where where they are okay with just not being liked by everybody um I feel there's societally there there's a lot of pressure on people to be popular like this is true why this is true. why else do you have Instagram why else have you so many people um, who don't feel good about their own body because they scan facebook and instagram and all the other bullshit platforms constantly they get confronted with with good looking people having the best time of their lives not seeing all the shit that they went through or all the fake that's been posted so i think more and more people have trouble just accepting accepting themselves currently that's that's Um, a
0: good point that is uh it's it's an interesting, it's a, um, time that we live in that, uh, technology yeah. has really allowed ourselves to be, um, to understand things much deeper, but then to also get us lost in something that has nothing to do with understanding ourselves and losing ourselves in something else. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, but I, and I find that Eve allowed, I, I think, I, I just find it really interesting how much because i'm a big role player like i like uh playing uh, dungeons and dragons vampire the masquerade stuff like that um and you know this is where like unholy says like you know been in a lot of mmorpgs and being the villain can actually cause people to rise up their level um if you remember not to push them too hard and um you know really it 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 allows for somebody to be something you know a, a it's it's so interesting in Eve is that you can be the bad guy, that you can be uh, just jumping into the game and and interacting with people on um, you know just by meeting them in local and stuff like that. Like there there's like an ability to roleplay in Eve like no other that is just you just drop into it without even thinking about it. I think and um, I really enjoy the the concepts of different things that are out there, um, and how, you know, d- the different crazy stories that we kind of make up in this this entire weird universe that w- we're part of. Um, so, to going back to FanFest, um, was there anything special about this year's FanFest?
1: Huh. What was my takeaway? Um... The hmm. For for me, this was the return to the actual fanfest feel, because last year felt like a botched job, um, which I told my my many friends at CCP Games as well. Um, it was it was rushed, it was poorly delivered. Uh, they underdelivered. Uh, all in all, it was a bad experience like, like 2022 is, is a fan fest that I basically already forgot. Um, this year, the level was actually back where it had to be and it was the biggest fan fest in the 10 years that I've been attending fanfests so um a huge uptick in people coming um and i i predict that um next fanfests uh in in like this and the coming six years which is basically four editions now because we we're on a year and a half cadence Mm -hmm. um i think attendance will uh drop a bit I don't think they'll they'll sell out in the next uh, 4 years like uh, four editions um as they did now uh because as for me 2014 was the special one because the the statue was actually unveiled for the first time this year was also the a, second a decade the end of the decade and another unveiling a uh, refurbished uh, monument, like another nice speech of the mayor of Reykjavik. Um, so, uh, I think that's, that actually uh, bloated the numbers a little bit. Um, I am very happy that FanFest will be returning to Harpa, because the location is much more uh, central and um, yeah, much more futuristic uh i don't know if you visited the harpa while you were in the Reykjavik no i didn't this so. year? you didn't oh that's a missed opportunity but you'll get there yeah
0: 2025 yep
1: yeah exactly so um i i was very happy with the general atmosphere like within the players that were attending um because i've been there so many times um and and i'm not really actively playing but for me the content was I, th- I thought it was cool it was a great trailer a great presentations but i did go around and ask people like what was your idea of fanfists like like what do you think of everything what did you like and and um uh, generally speaking i got Great feedback um, from from a lot of those people, so I think they they hit the the nail on the head, and um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward already to 2025. Um, yeah, would you say that
0: um, this year? So I mean, so, so there's some weird stuff that happened with um, last FanFest. Um, and I kind of just want to go over some of the things that, from my perspective, so I didn't Mm -hmm. actually get to go to FanFest, um, but the presentation, um, one thing I want to ask real quick though, before I jump into that, is that, would you say that it was more of the presentation and the, the, what, what was coming out and some of the things that had, like, uh, price and stuff like that going up that has affected how low, last year's um, fan fest was compared to this year's um, or was it uh, also like the events that they were throwing and the amount of people that went and stuff like that was what do you what do you think was uh, was Covid like a factor more last year than this year something like that oh so, uh... Uh,
1: this year Covid was not a factor I did see some people wearing masks um, who did it uh, preemptively um, last year there was a huge uh, breakout of COVID like a lot of people uh, were unable to return uh, home actually um, and I'm looking at people from the United States because in Europe it, it wasn't uh... <laughs> yeah it was yeah, well, after FanFest af- af-
0: after FanFest this year it definitely a lot of people
1: got hit yeah. really bad last um, year this year, like, this year it was okay like people got like the Icelandic death flu, but that's something that you always have. <laughs>
0: I mean, <laughs> That's
1: like, true, like yeah. prior prior to con, um, all cons
0: are really well known for yeah, their ability to like, get like, sick. Like um, I mean, you're going out and meeting thousands of people, especially exactly that's worldwide. Like uh, exactly, um, you know, the death you, flu you... is yeah the con crud as uh, is what we call it normally. Is, like, <laughs> just every con I've ever gone to is like you got the con yeah. crud afterwards. Actually like wearing masks is one of the big ones that stopped that from happening for like two years with going to Gen Con was yeah. like, Oh,
1: I actually didn't get the Contra this time. <laughs> but Well I went, I didn't get sick, I didn't mask up or anything. Like um and the year before, like in twenty twenty two, um I actually had corona about a month prior, so I was immune. So I didn't get oh, it. Yeah. A lot of other people did get it which was unfortunate for them. But even before Corona was a thing like the Icelandic death flu is a fan face classic you have, and it's normal. You have people coming from literally all over the world. You've got people coming from Australia, from South America, from the States, from all over Europe, congregating in, in in small spaces in bars, uh, drinking beers and hanging out, hugging it out, uh, talking loud. And some people. So, do well, you think
0: though that like last year though was heavily affected by the what they announced as well? Um, yeah. Or was it um, was it like, like just the general atmosphere in general?
1: The thing was uh, one, it was more expensive than before. Then, okay. additionally, you didn't have the cool venue, and the venue was actually um, like. How they plotted out the venue this year was a lot better than last year. So they did improve upon the the whole setup. Um then um thirdly, the content just wasn't there in twenty twenty two.
0: Well they also said it so in twenty twenty two they were talking about like how um they were gonna come out with something at the end of this year, you know, like they were like so yeah, a lot of and it was And they didn't like, deliver they didn't they they were so they said first of all they were like FanFest is gonna be the biggest we're gonna have the biggest announcements of changes that are gonna be coming to Eve and you know, like this is gonna be the craziest Fan Fest ever. And then when it got to Fan Fest and they were like, We're changing faction warfare at the end of the year, so in seven, to eight months you're gonna see some of the stuff that we're putting out here. Um, it yeah. felt like that was a really rough um like thing for people to swallow at that time. Yeah. Was that there everything so, being announced here is not going to come out for a really long time. Whereas this one was like, so in two months you're gonna see yeah, pirate faction warfare. Even. Yeah. And they're exactly and I do have to say though that the how they announced it, announcing it along with like the, the uh twenty dollar price hike was just really hard pills to swallow. The, you know, it's going to take a really long time for you to see anything we're talking about. There's $20 price hike because of what we're talking about. There's also rumors of, you know, this first-person shooter that's kind of going on. And, um, you know, everybody was just kind of freaking out. Um, I, I think, though, that they have proven over the last year that they did follow through with almost everything they talked about at FanFest last year. Uh, the, and it, it did come about with some really great changes to EVE, I think. And, I mean, of course, I'm coming from a Faction Warfare point of view. Um, and there so, was a lot
1: of emphasis there. And that was um, huge.
0: Like, yeah, the whole thing was about Faction Warfare, which also kind so, of pissed some people off, actually.
1: Yeah, because everybody wants some kick. Right. That's that's just it. Um, but I've, I think that... Um, The first good decision that they made uh, last year's FanFest was to have a gap that was six months longer than what they usually have. So they had more time to prepare. And um, that time was actually necessary. The the features there they are trying to bang out are of uh, such a magnitude that they actually need a year to develop them then they need time to like polish them and just look at what are we going to release and when are we going to release it and need to package them and so they need the time to actually prepare the actual event as well um and they they nailed it this time around where last year was um a lot of last minute calls were made and it just didn't come over well prepared it didn't come over well thought out um, and this is feedback that obviously I already gave uh, people at that time um, and you can say what you want but they really did deliver this year around like this year fanfest in, in september was amazing it was well organized and again um they were helped by um gray gals and 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 her club of uh minions that make sure that goodie bags are filled that um uh like everybody gets their lanyards and goodie bags before the actual event and they run around running on the actual event doing the checks doing all the charity stuff that they do. So that's and that's amazing the effort that they put in there is is great as well. So I I I did help one day but that's just a pebble in the lake basically. <laughs> so um that was just I, I did help this year with f- the filling of the goodie bags a little bit. Oh nice, um, cool. Thank you. I had to, I I had the time, so why not? So, but I must say, um, if last year was a three, this year we got a solid eight.
0: Oh, so I, and, yeah, that would say.
1: And and that is the difference between yeah. 2022 and 2023. Nice. So my, in, in, it, in my it opinion, it sounds like
0: from so it's like overall just everything was just like better than uh, what about the events? Yeah. Did there was there any cool events that happened in 2000? Like uh, any uh, things so, special that they had last year that they didn't have this year that you'd like to return?
1: Um, in what what I did find um, now is a, a couple of things were a bit over organized. Um, I think it's great for first timers, though. Like, um I am a fan of the LAN. I uh, I wasn't there myself, but I've I've heard a lot of good things. I think that's that's something that they should continue to do. Um but um organizing a Northern Lights view when you know there is a huge ass uh player run event. Every year that was, well, since I'm organizing it, I found that not so cool because those people are just back around 1 AM. Some of them would have liked to come uh, to the party, but they just couldn't make it. Mm -hmm. So that's a bit, it's like, how much do you need to foresee? So um, I did, yeah, the Northern Lights were awesome. Uh, the good thing is you could actually see them in Reykjavik as well. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, you I didn't I got have to, see to go.
0: Yeah. I was at so, the bar. I just took a picture. It was really great.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, there's, um, like the two days that they organized the tours, you could actually see it downtown, which was great. Um, pub crawl was good this year. I really liked, uh, the reformat of it. Um, I can tell you that pub crawl used to be organized a little bit different. They try to change up things every now and then. Um, but how they did it this time around was um, superb.
0: Yeah, I, got, um, I, I so... got the impression that everybody, I was at the pub crawl and I thought it was really well done. It was my first time. But a lot of people were like, yeah, I really like it the way that they're doing it this year."
1: Yeah, so um, this year I actually had a pub crawl group under me. Um, It wasn't planned, but they were short a couple of um, uh, people to accompany some groups because if you're underage, you're not allowed in the bar. So you can't tell people that it's time to go to the next bar. So some of the volunteers were uh, underage and were not allowed to do the pub crawl because of the law in Iceland. Um, Like you're Uh, I think it's the same as in the US, you have to be 20 or 21 in Iceland um, before you're allowed to buy a beer. Um, So what what we did this time around is um, we got two bars and the end venue. So you walk up to one bar, have some drinks, have some talks, walk to the other bar, have some drinks, have some talks, walk to the end venue, go in, have some drinks and... That's it. Basically, you've got a party and everybody is in a happy place already. Right. Um, So not stupidly drunk, but just in a happy place. And you have a good party like that was very well received. Um, In the past, it used to be that they had um, a set of bars and you just hop from one bar to the other. And sometimes the previous group was still there when you were entering and then there was this massive oh, shift yeah and and then by the time you could actually buy your drink or get your drink your group was already leaving and you had to chug it and if you had a nice spot and you were in a good conversation you were already interrupted to go to the next venue uh we've had a year that they actually um had some buses so every group went on a bus and then the bus uh, the bus ra- ran around, basically. Uh, we went to some horse stables and stuff like that that year. Uh, when was that? 2018.
0: That's, that's FanFest in
1: 2018. Yeah. So, um, and that was all the way out of town. So that was a huge-ass bus ride and then to converge on one location and then you had to wait an hour, an hour and a half for your drink because the end location couldn't handle so many people uh, decently so as as far as a pub crawl goes I think this year was the best edition yet like my my first pub crawl was (laughs) incidentally also the last pub crawl that pub crawl groups had flags so in the olden days (laughs) the every pub crawl team had a flag and of course EVE nerds being EVE nerds, they make a competition of everything. Mm -hmm. So by the end of the evening, most flags were stolen by other teams. And in 2014, this this little game got so much out of hand that at a certain point in time, a uh, member of CCP Games got hit in the face uh, because he didn't want to hand off the damn flag. Like... That was a bit too rowdy, and thus too much. Hence, henceforth, the flags were killed off. So that was the last time we did flags. Oh, yeah, rooted for everyone. Yeah, basically. And on the other hand, it's. I think it's better without those flags, anyways. (laughs) So now it's more it's more chill this way, and you you get the time to actually go have a beer and um, you have a beer with the ccp people from your group so you get to go on the pub crawl you choose the group depending on the developers that you'll get but you get a lot of other people that choose the same developers to be to be around to hang out with so um that makes that you'll have conversations with people that are probably interested in the same fields that those developers are working at so uh in my group i had um zealous overlord uh who else uh, i don't remember who the other developers were in my group i had uh, aurora and
0: or, um...
1: Uh ice cream I think I think ice cream was with us as well. I'm unsure.
0: It wasn't uh was it Convict? I think it was Convict that was also. It was Aurora and Convict, I think. I that's quite apparently. possible.
1: But you know but it doesn't matter who yeah. was actually <laughs> on the on the team. Basically it's about you you choose a team because of the persons that are like the deaf people that are within that team. And that's why you go out with that group and um, within the group other people's made the same choice so you're bound to have a good conversation
0: yeah oh yeah it was it's it was the prompt call was really awesome I had a lot of fun um, really glad that I was able to get in on that um, and I highly suggest making sure you sign up for it um, you know that's one of the things that you know make sure you do is that if your first time going to FanFest make sure you check out all the different events that are going to be happening and get tickets ahead of time yeah. because they will sell out sometimes.
1: Yeah, so I can, like, from my perspective, um, the Lamp Party, first timer, great success. If you can get in on it, do it. Um, pub Crawl, and then the actual event, and, of course, Twistly Karaoke.
0: yes. I I I had a lot of fun at uh um uh, the karaoke night that was really awesome.
1: Good kitten bar. It's yes. uh it's it's been our tradition. It's it's actually because because I was so late in deciding to actually come. So, I was very late in actually planning the tweet Fleet meet that there actually was something else planned on the night that we wanted to have it and the manager of the bar um convinced talk to the people that had the venue booked um because it was something that was uh returning uh to actually move their event to a later date so we wow. could have our event that's super so, cool of them yeah yeah i was super grateful um so for 2025 i won't won't uh <laughs> i'll make sure to book it timely yes so I, yeah. actually actually i think i already booked it
0: <laughs> that's, that's how have, it's done
1: yeah i'm i'm grabbing my phone real quickly uh i'm opening my calendar real fast and we'll have to go to which month uh may it's 2025 may, two, yep. uh let's see what happens uh october february march april may and it is the Wednesday. And let's see. Uh, when is the actual event in May? Is that 1, 2, and 3? I think so. Uh, so yeah, Thursday, May 1st. Yeah, I, I have to double check uh on the dates and everything but i actually talked to the manager already and um, to book it and he said yeah it's okay you're welcome nice so, uh, so nice we know it's a go
0: there we go so we, i'm i'm gonna be there a for sure 100 percent, man
1: um well so looking uh forward to meeting you again there
0: yeah absolutely um so um We'll go ahead and uh, we've been going here. I just realized, actually, we've been oh, I'm almost two hours in, into this interview, so things have uh, gone quick. Uh, it feels like this has only been like 15 minutes, but uh, I guess we've been at this for a while. It's been awesome talking to you. Um, Same. I wanted to make sure to give you a little bit of an um, extra spotlight here of if you have any shout-outs that you want to give out or anything you want to promote, like the, the Tweet Fleet meetups that uh, happen at, at FanFest. Um, definitely, uh, just kind of whatever you want to talk about.
1: Well, real quickly then, um, so be sure to get over at FanFest. If there's anything local to you and you haven't done any events, be sure to visit your local, uh, Eve meets, um, they're awesome. You get to know a lot of people. Nobody's going to hate on you for flying with a certain group of people. So just go out, have fun, get to meet the people. I hope to see you at FanFest 2025. I'll be there. I'll be organizing the TweetFleet Fleet Meet. I'll be organizing the Flight Buddy Sheet again in some form. Um, I'm I'm having some ideas about that. Uh, furthermore, I do have my Twitch channel still up and running. I haven't streamed in a very long time though, so it's a, a Twitch.tv slash dreckless, D-R-E-C-H-L-A-S. So um, if you can give me a follow that'd be much appreciated. And, uh, I'd like to tell you, uh, thank you, uh, frozen, um, for the interview and the good time that we had in the past two hours. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. This has been awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It was great meeting you at FanFest. I look forward to another 10, 20, 30, 50, years of, uh, See so okay. you again at FanFest and maybe other uh, local meetups and stuff like that. Um, I'm planning on trying to be a little bit more adventurous in my life um, as I get older and I'm like, yeah, I should go to Europe more and uh, go to some more FanFest uh, adjacent activities for Eve because I've had a lot of fun with uh, meeting up with people um, and going to a lot of these really cool meetups. Uh, so speaking of meetups um we have if you since fan fest isn't going to be around next year i'm running an event here in madison wisconsin um that we're going to be doing a um meetup for a bit of barcade that uh you know serves pizza beer and um arcade games you know fed by the good old quarter um and uh you know there's um, a lot of fun that we're looking forward to doing on that in 2024 Um, So there might not be FanFest, but on May 4th, and May the 4th be with us with this event, um, we are going to be um, running an uh, EVE Online meetup as well. Um, So we're really excited about that, Noir, Network, um, Hungry, uh, you know, the uh, Federation Frontline Report is all uh, teaming up together to to try and kick that off here. and then we're also going to be doing more meetups. Um, you know, there's other plans. I know there's a lot of Eve players in this general area, um, just you know, which is really kind of crazy. And you'll probably, yeah, like locally, no matter where you are, if you go digging a little bit, you probably all of a sudden there's like a bunch of Eve players pop up around you, um, and they're all very passionate about the game. So that's what makes these online meetups really fun.
1: That's true. I I once did a meetup in in Antwerp, Belgium, and I met the guy who actually had the snuff flag that had hung at CCP HQ. Oh, really? That's awesome. That particular flag is in Belgium still to this day, as far as I know.
0: So it's hard to see, but there's a little, like, coaster behind me here that is actually Mm -hmm. the southeast um, or southwest Yeah, southeast of uh, the galactic map that a guy Mm -hmm. had um, laminated and he was using during um, the, I think, the first Great War, if I want to say correctly. Because this was probably 2005 when I ran into this person, 2006. Um, Oh, that's amazing. And no, so it would have been, yeah, 2006, actually. So I'd just gotten into even stuff. And so he gave this, it was a Goon FC who was like, I have like this crazy poster. Like, you know, this is, uh, you know, like I don't play anymore. And it sounds like you are just getting into the game and stuff like that. And, uh, That's it, so maybe fun. it was 2007. Um, but yeah, it was probably 2007. Um, and yeah, it was like, it was just out of the blue. Like I had just started kind of playing the game and stuff like this. And, uh, somebody you know like gave me this like crazy board or like thing it was like this is my map that i've created out of eve like <laughs> i use this for coordinating fleets and stuff um but yeah there's just uh so like meeting it's just you can randomly run into people at the fucking coffee shop and all of a sudden like you know you hear something eve related and you're like what
1: yeah it's amazing <laughs> um, it's amazing
0: but uh, yeah, and also um, definitely check out. There's lots of other really great podcasts out there. I highly suggest checking out Declarations of War. Um, that's run by Noir, and uh, we're part of the network with them um, in our Mercenary Alliance. And, you know, if you've got any contracts and stuff, stuff that you need a mercenary organization to go do, uh, protect maybe your Aster House in a wormhole, or you know, need to blow up somebody's Aster House in in low sec, you know, or 0.0, you know, just give us a call, we'll go out and take a look and see uh, what we can provide for you. Um, but yeah, and uh, if you're interested in flying around with us in EVE Online, you can just check us on out at, uh, with the Federation Frontline Report. And uh, that's our corporation that we've designed. Um, we also have our training corpor- or alliance that we created, which was, uh, so we're part of the network, but we also have a training organization, the Federation Frontline um, Alliance that we created. So. Um, lots of cool stuff going on lots of uh, training opportunities and stuff so um thank you so much for coming on to the show here it's been really great Uh, thank you all for watching and uh, have a great night
1: thank you